Good morning. Today is Saturday, September 20th, 2020. And I wanted to come on to the One America podcast, even though we are in a summer, early fall hiatus until we come back in October and celebrate the life of the late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who died last evening at the age of 87 from complications uh, with pancreatic cancer. She had been fighting uh, various cancers uh, throughout the last decade or so of her life and remained a stalwart, steadfast, uh, dedicated voice on the court. I remember when she was nominated, I uh, was a very young lawyer uh, at the time, and um, what an amazing woman uh, she was and will forever be in uh, history. She was a champion for women's rights. Uh, The work that she did in the 70s, pioneering Uh, Equality for women under law and equality in general is unparalleled. When Sandra Day O'Connor was nominated for the Supreme Court in 1981, I was a freshman in high school. And O'Connor was on the court by herself for uh, quite a long time, uh, more than a decade or more, before Ginsburg was nominated by President Bill Clinton. And a lot of people were a little bit surprised at the pick because Ginsburg, although uh, immensely uh, well-liked across the aisle, uh, was nominated first by President Carter uh, to the federal bench, was, I believe, about 60 years old at the time. And most presidents, excuse me, particularly in the last couple of uh, several decades, have tried to nominate younger justices Uh, so that they have a a much longer lasting impact on the court. And President Clinton issued a statement last night talking about the fact that she was on the court 27 years, was much more than you ever could have hoped for. And certainly she became famous in the last decade or so as the court got more conservative. Um, She became the dissenting voice in many cases, particularly in the Voting Rights Act case, and other cases where uh, the court had begun to become more center right. But her death wasn't uh, necessarily unexpected given her health conditions. She'd been in and out of the hospital. But I think we all thought she was going to be okay and she was going to hang on until uh, uh, the election was over. And she made clear to her granddaughter one of her dying wishes as she dictated a note to her granddaughter who released that uh, last evening that it was her sincere desire uh, that they wait to replace her until after the election. She understood democracy. She understood equality. She understood breaking barriers. That was her life. Uh, I'm going to get in a moment to what's going to happen here and how bad it's going to be for the country. I have not slept at all. You could probably hear it in my voice. I have had a very bad cold and sinus infection over the last uh, couple of weeks, and it's still taking its toll, but I could not sleep last night. I was restless because today, September 20th, 2020, um, it's a grim day in America, not just because Justice Ginsburg 
has left us. But because 200,000 Americans will have lost their lives today to COVID-19, 200,000 Americans will hit that milestone, that grim, awful milestone of 200,000 dead in this country from a virus that we have not gotten under control, from a virus that has not magically disappeared, from a virus that hasn't just gone away. And we find ourselves 44 days out from the election and people are already voting. Early voting started here in the Commonwealth of Virginia yesterday and there were long lines. And a Supreme Court justice has just died in a very toxic political environment, a very toxic racial environment, a very toxic economic environment. People are hurting, they're in food lines. The country needs good men and women right now, good men and women, people with goodness, people with a respect for history, people with a love of our Constitution and a love of our institutions, like the U.S. Senate, where I interned uh, many, many years ago when I was a young woman in college. And it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. The Senate is a very unique, august body. Uh, Back then, there were two women in the United States Senate, two, Barbara Mulkowski and Nancy Kassenbaum, two. There were no African-Americans in the Senate. It was 1989. And I fast forward and I look at where we are now. There are some 28 women U.S. senators now. There are three African-Americans, one African-American woman, Kamala Harris. And as I look at them and I think of them, uh, I am touched by the progress. But as I look at where we are in the public square, the public square meaning in this democratic republic, in this constitutional republic, and I watched Twitter last night, and I saw the utter disrespect from members of Congress uh, and people who should lead us through these times, who should encourage us and inspire us and lift us, the disrespect for the death of this amazing justice, the excitement that they were going to get their hands on another Supreme Court seat, which leads me into why I got on the podcast this morning, because I want to be clear that the Republican Party I once knew and was a part of is dead. It's gone. And it has become some type of something that I don't recognize, that no one recognizes, that Mitch McConnell would be so brazen and so obnoxious and so power hungry that when President Obama in February of 2016 found himself with a vacant Supreme Court seat some 220 some days out from the November election, Mitch McConnell immediately released a statement saying that President Obama's choice would not get a hearing in the Senate, would not because it was not fair to justice. The primary process had started. The American people uh, needed to go through the process, choose their next president, whoever that was going to be, and that person would pick the next Supreme Court justice. And that is uh, exactly what they did. They set a rule. Senator Lindsey Graham, then not yet the judiciary chair, but now the judiciary chair, 
made clear that they were setting a precedent and that if they did that, they had to be clear that that was going to be the rule going forward, whether it was a Republican or a Democrat. And last night, Mitch McConnell, who has been in Washington for a long time, who has uh, kept the Senate out of session and not helped American people who have gotten one $1,200 check during this COVID crisis, who has not helped feed the hungry, who has not helped the American people in their hour of need, had the temerity and the gall to say out loud within moments of her death that in fact this president, 40 days out from an election, would get a hearing on his nominee. I want to stop there for a moment. I want to pause. I'm aghast. I'm appalled. I'm saddened by what has happened to this republic over the last four years. It's probably been eroding long before that, but we've never seen something happen in this manner. The racial division, the President of the United States of America last night in a speech, by the way, he was unaware that Justice Ginsburg had passed uh, and was told after his speech finished, and I was actually somewhat surprised by the respectfulness of his statement, particularly on the fly, uh, about her life, and for that I'm grateful. But talked about last night how was idolizing and canonizing General Robert E. Lee, the Confederate general, and how much of a fight he gave Lincoln and how great he was. And this is a Republican president whose party was founded by Abraham Lincoln and others, lauding and praising a Confederate general, the head general of the Confederacy, Robert E. Lee, a Virginian, uh, who owned slaves. This is where we are. The president has attacked the 1619 project. He said he's going to start the 1776 commission that teaching about slavery and teaching about race in America is un-American, it's unpatriotic, it's child abuse is what he called it. Folks, we are in a bad place and I'm not sure democracy survives. Particularly it won't if we have four more years of this, of fighting. Kyle Rittenhouse, 17, takes a gun and kills two people at a protest. And the right is lionizing him like he's a hero. I don't recognize this country right now. We all prayed and hoped that Justice Ginsburg would hold on and that there would be a a president-elect Joe Biden in November and that Everybody knew at that point there would be nothing they could do, uh, that they would have to let the next president choose the next justice. But they're going to do this, folks, and they're using abortion rights and abortion rights and abortion rights as their rallying cry. And I believe this, the death of this justice has changed the politics of this moment and not in a good way. And I believe that we're about to enter 40 days of hell, where if you thought things were already bad, they're about to get a whole lot worse. They're about to get a whole lot worse. So buckle up, hold on, uh, keep your wits about you because there's a fight ahead. And we're fighting for what the founding fathers built. 
what they put together. We're fighting for liberty, justice, freedom, equality for all of us. We're fighting for fairness. We're fighting for the American way of life. And this is not it. This is not what we do. This is not what we used to do. The Senate used to be a collegial bipartisan body where legislation got moved, great things got done. The Americans with Disability Act, the Violence Against Women Act, the Civil Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act, and on and on and on and on and on. That used to be the body of the United States Senate. That's over now. There's bickering, there's fighting, and there is Mitch McConnell standing in the way of all that's good and decent and necessary for this republic to survive. So buckle up. Uh, things are going to get difficult. So I just wanted to step on and, and say that I, uh, it's a sad day. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg lived an amazing life. And you should watch the story of her life that is available on all streaming services, free, I believe. And, um, on the basis of sex, which is one of the historic cases that she won landmark case that propelled her to national and international prominence, saying that you cannot discriminate on the basis of sex. It was a case actually about a man who was taking care of his mother. And the brilliance of that case where she flipped it, whereas usually women are caretakers, here was a man who was a caretaker. and. Uh, the way that the regulations were written at the time, he was unable to get the care he needed for his mother because he was a man working. And he would have had to given up his job to stay and care for his mother. But she was able to argue that on the basis of sex is not something we do and how we should decide who gets what in our society and how we help people. And uh, it's a great movie. You should watch it. Uh, read the amazing books on her life. What an amazing woman, a little woman in stature, tiny little thing. I've met her a number of times. Uh, she was there the day I was sworn in as a uh, member of the United States Supreme Court Bar. And uh, so tiny up there with all the big chairs on the big high uh, bench and uh, the other justices and uh, just an amazing woman with an amazing life. She's with her beloved Marty now and she leaves behind her children and her grandchildren and a legacy that will long, long live in the history of America. Uh, she was a special justice. A lot of justices come and go. A lot of justices are, um, you know, just footnotes, if you will. It's, it's an amazing thing to uh, be uh, nominated to the Supreme Court and, and confirmed to the Supreme Court, but it's even more amazing when you are someone like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Very few justices achieve that level of stature and status. So she has uh, passed on now uh, from the bonds of this earth into the next realm, and that she did so on the eve of a Jewish holiday, Rosh Hashanah, uh, I think is interesting. Um, and she's in the arms of God now, and we pray for her family and her friends and her loved ones, and for this nation and we thank her for her service. So I just wanted to get on and say a little bit about her and give you some context for what to expect. It's going to be a fight. The Democrats uh, can try to do a lot of things to block this procedurally, to uh, this close to an election. I don't know how they do this. This is going to be tight. 
and I also think it has potential grave backlash for the Republicans to do this because the Democrats, should they take power in January, win the election, take power, they could add more seats legally to the court, expand it, expand all the judiciary, and just basically cancel out all Trump judges uh, by appointing new ones and expanding and making the courts bigger, uh, which we probably need because there's a backlog, just too many cases and not enough judges. So we'll see. But uh, anyway, you guys have an amazing day. Do your best to keep your head up. Uh, Hold your family close. Love your loved ones because all of us will go that way. All of us will leave this earth when we don't know. So be of service. Be a helper. Be kind. Be good. Be decent. Be honorable. Be a lover. Be a good neighbor. Be a good friend. uh, And the rest will take care of itself. God bless you. God keep you. God bless the United States of America.